hope you'd like to take your seats. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done this morning. Father, I thank you for all that you continue to do in our lives. And Father, whatever those next steps are as we step into 2023, Father, as you open and shut doors for the next phases of our lives, I pray that, Father God, that you will show us uh, where you want us and what you have in store for this coming year. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, going to welcome Dylan to the stage. Who, um, so if we can just uh, honour this guy. He's going to come and share God's word for us this morning. And um, so get ready. Thanks, Ange. Sorry, can I move? This? Thank you. Brilliant. How's everyone doing? Yes. <laughs> That's a nervous laugh there, Drew. There's, um, so I'm actually just trying to hear, you know, one of those ones, poor Dan got hijacked last week as well, but I'm trying to hear, God, where are you taking us this morning? Because I, I thought I'd done a nice prepared sermon for you guys, but I just feel like the Lord might be moving that around a little bit. So I'm going to, as to a book I haven't read in a long time as well. So, oh Lord Jesus, help. Help Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your word says your spirit's the helper. Amen. We need help today. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness to us. And Father, I just pray that the, the work you've started, the work that you're doing, you just continue to do. And thank you for Michaela's testimony. Thank you that that's the um, testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, that you do it again. Yeah. Father God, and we just pray, do it again right now, Father. We ask for the power of God to be displayed today in every one of our lives. Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. I don't know where, I, I'm just going to read a few verses and see where this goes. And if it's not going well, can someone just, motion, can you guys motion to me to say, mm, okay, that's all right, yeah? But the book of Hebrews, I was meant to be closing the book of Acts, but I just feel like there's something, Dan almost read my mail when he came with that word today, um, which I felt last minute in prayer was, you know, as an Israelite preparing for the promised land. And there's something about that, that God's on today. There's something about inheritance today that he wants to speak to us about. And he wants to shift something in our lives going into 2023 that it's not just going to be another year. Are you guys okay like with the angle of your chairs? If you want to move them and if your necks are getting sore, you're more than welcome to do that because I can see, yeah, there we go. If you have, just do it. It's your home, you know, just make yourself at home. But um, who knows, the book of Hebrews is a book really about um, inheritance and it goes into the story of the Israelite nation going into the promised land. Now, if you're new to church and you've never been to church, you might be saying, what is that about? Well, the people of Israel were in slavery for 430 years. They were stuck in slavery in a nation called Egypt and they'd been stuck in that place for 430 years and then God sends a deliverer to them, Moses, and he sends them right up to him and says, hey guys, God's heard your prayer. God's heard the cry of your heart. God's heard your groaning in slavery. I've, I've been sent by God to help you and you know what happens? They reject him. 
They reject him and say, who is this guy? Who are you, Moses, to come and tell us about freedom and slavery when you've grown up in the palace of the prince of Egypt? How can you come here and tell us about freedom? Who makes you the deliverer of me? And you know what's so interesting is that they hear the promise of freedom and yet they don't step into that freedom. They're waiting and they're waiting and they're praying and they're praying and yet when God brings freedom right to their door, they reject it. Because they say, we've been in slavery for so long. Oh my goodness, would God really, is now the time for me to be set free? After all these years, is anything actually going to change in my family? After all these years, is my father actually going to change? In all these years, is it actually possible that my mother could change? Is it in all these years, is it possible that my addiction to lust could change? In all these years, is it possible that my desire for freedom from all these negative thoughts in my mind could possibly change? In all these years, is it possible that my self-image, my self-worth that is so downtrodden, so trampled by every guy I've dated, is it possible that could change? After all these years... Because what they hear is a promise of freedom. And yet what they start confessing is their slavery and bondage. And it's amazing to me because sometimes I believe a lot of us are praying for freedom in areas. And yet we're not stepping into that freedom which is available right here, right now. We get an invitation to freedom. Yet we stay. And you know the danger? We find comfort in slavery sometimes. Sometimes we get so used to our brokenness that leaving it seems like we're leaving our very selves. And we can't ever step into the inheritance God has for us unless we start realizing that was not the design and intention of God's heart for you. To stay in that bondage. Because sometimes our brokenness defines us more than we realize. And God's saying today is the day of change. In Hebrews chapter 4 it says this, Therefore since the promise, can you say promise please? of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also had the gospel preached to us, just as they did. Who was they? The Israelite nation. But the message they heard was of no value to them. Can you say no value? Because those who heard it, big, 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 big part here, did not combine it with faith. Those who heard it, did not combine it with faith. Now notice how he says, the promise of entering the rest still stands to you and to me. We can enter the very rest of God, the inheritance of God. There's a promise that is standing here, right now, today, in front of you. Yet there was a nation that went before you that had the same promise and they didn't step into the promise because the message they heard was of no value. Doesn't mean the message wasn't valuable. No, it means if the gospel comes to you and you don't combine it with faith, it means nothing. The gospel operates by faith. The very keys of the kingdom is faith. Faith is not fatalism, friends. Faith isn't, oh my goodness, everything happens for a reason. If it will be, it will be. That's not faith. Faith is actually actively saying, God, the promise is right here in front of me. The promise of freedom that Andrew's been speaking about. The promise of healing and restoration. But if I don't combine it with faith, it will be of no value to me. There's an element on our hearts where as Christians, we step into this kind of stoic belief that, oh my goodness, everything that happens is just... God's will. I'm sorry, friends, that's not true. 
Dylan, are you preaching heresy? You're saying not everything that happens in the world is God's will? Absolutely. My friends, <laughs> oh man, I'm going to kick some sacred cows today. I'm ready for it. You guys ready for it? Uh, I'm, we, we're in warfare here. That This whole idea that everything that happens, the sickness that I have, is because it's God's will for my life. Rubbish. God's will for your life is that you could walk in freedom from sickness. That's why he died on the cross. Otherwise, Jesus was working against God's very will. Why would I pray for your healing if suddenly you're saying, well, okay, um, you know, God uses sickness. Yes, God uses everything for his purposes, but it doesn't mean God puts the sickness on you. Stop blaming God for the devil's work. It's time that we change our thinking here, friends. I'm getting on the front foot because there's some demonic beliefs that need to break today. Not everything in your life that happens is God's will. Oh, I lost my job because it was God's will. No, it's because you were late. It's because you didn't put deodorant on. You didn't brush your teeth. <laughs> Someone's got... Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa. Now, not everything that happens in the world is God's will. You know what the Bible says? That the will of God is that all men should be saved. 1 Timothy 2.4. Is everyone saved? No. But the heart of God, the very desire and will of God, is that all would come to know Him. You know what the heart of God is? That every one of us would live in freedom. Do you know what the reality is? Not every one of us is living in freedom. You know why? Not because it's God's will. Because we know already God's will is to set you free, that Jesus died on the cross to reveal the very will of God. He said, when you look at me, I came here to do my Father's will. Not once did I see Jesus stop and say to someone, sorry, um, I didn't pay the price for that freedom. Is this God's will for you to stay broken? Oh, your sickness. Oh, no, no, no. I'll leave that on you just so that you can just be discipled a bit longer. No. The heart of God is revealed in Jesus Christ and the promise of entering that rest still stands. Let us be careful that none of us be found to have fallen short of this. Because faith is an active word. Faith in Hebrews 11.1 1 says, it has been sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not yet see. It's not an uncertainty. It's not a wonder if this is God's will. Did you know the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Do you know when you renew your mind, you suddenly start thinking how God's thinking and you can actually have certainty in the way God's thinking in a situation. You know, sometimes people that pray for me, I wonder if it's God's will that I'd have joy. I'm not going to pray for that. I know it's God's will. I'm going to pray from a place of knowing his will so that I can reveal heaven in your life. Come on. This is a victorious gospel. It's not a gospel of this passivity. The gospel is a gospel of actually stepping forth into your inheritance, not sitting back in passivity saying, oh, well, I wonder if one day when I'm like 40 years old, I might be free. 50, 60, 70, whatever age you are. You've got to think about it. Actually, I've watched people's demons follow them all their lives because they've never dealt with the issues in their youth and it follows them into their old age. And then they say, that's just the way I am. I'm not going to change. Well, it's time to change. Because my Bible says that now is the time. Come on. Oh, Jesus, help us. 
You know, the Bible says this, by faith, can you say faith? Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive us as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. He took a step of faith. It says, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Did you know that there's a cost to following God and the promise of God? Did you know that there's a cost to living in the fullness of the promise of God? Some of you South Africans have arrived here. You might be living in tents. You might be like, oh, I'm never going to own a house here. Stop confessing that over your life. By faith, we make our home in, a, in the foreign land as strangers living in a foreign land. And if it means living in a tent, living in a rented house for a bit, that's the cost I'm willing to pay. Love you all. Milton Keynes is expensive. Where's your faith at? By faith, we make our home in the promised land. Where God calls us, He provides for us. But it says this, For He was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Did you know that we are building a city here? The church of Jesus Christ is a city that He is building with the architecture and the very DNA of heaven in its veins. This is what God wants to build in us as True Life Church. But you know what's interesting? It says all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers and pilgrims on earth. People who say such things show they're looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking of the country they'd left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Wow. If only I lived in Greece, Hawaii. Amen. Church plan's still coming there. If only I lived in a hot country, Martinique. Here we come. The Lord's speaking. But the Bible says, if they'd been thinking of the country, are you more concerned with the country you wish you lived in or the country you were living in? Or are you saying, I'm actually here right now at this time for a purpose to walk into an inheritance in this city so that we can change this country and see this country totally transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ? Where's your heart at? Is your heart in the promise of God? Or is your heart in, oh, well, what have I left? Or are we saying, let's look for an eternal inheritance as pilgrims on earth, people that are passing through this earth, not as if it's ours to keep forever, but rather it's an eternal mindset that we carry and say, I want to live for an eternal inheritance, not just a temporal existence. Because I don't know about you, but everything around us just reeks of this thing of get you, everything you can to make yourself more comfortable on this earth rather than what can I build into eternity that will outlast my life right here. Where these people, all of them were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, but they welcomed them from a distance. You know what they did? They laid a foundation for a future generation. And I wonder how many of us are sitting here and wondering, are we going to see it in our day? I'm believing God we are. I'm believing God we're going to see the greatest revival history has ever known or seen. I'm believing God that Milton Keynes will be an apostolic hub for the nations of the earth. I'm believing this city will literally see revival where people will fly in from across the world, from across nations. They'll be coming here to see what God's doing. 
I'm believing from this nation there will be arrows sent out into the nations of the earth. That will plant churches across nations. That we'll see every single country with a base church planted out of True Life Church. That we'll see a multiplication of the very heartbeat of what God's doing here. I'm believing that. I'm tired of believing everything about America rather than believing Great Britain. Our best days are ahead of us. Come on. We should be writing songs that are sent across the nations. We need to be believing God that there's a promise beyond our, our possibility of just our existence. It's a promise that is dependent on God himself. Friends, is our dream just so small that it's actually humanly possible? Or are we going to dream bigger and say, what about this nation? What about, you know, when the statistic came out, I think it was this week or the week before, that there are less people ticking Christian on the census than now non-Christian or non-religious or whatever. And everyone's like, oh my goodness. Like, didn't you know? <laughs> I mean, that's not a big surprise to me. I don't know about you. I don't meet like one in two people that are like loving Jesus. Like even that 50% thing, I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm thinking more like 1 in 20, maybe 1 in 30. You know, that's where I, I'm thinking. But just because someone ticks a box, everyone's like, oh my goodness, Christianity's losing ground. Yet when I come here on a Sunday, I get filled with hope. I'm like, yo, what's, uh, yeah, that might be the statistic, but what's the promise? Why are we looking at the statistics of the world rather than saying, yes, there's a desperate need in our nation, but there's an inheritance that if there's a church that say we want to enter this promise by partnering with it by faith, we can actually change the destiny of the city and the cities of the earth and the nations. That is the heart of God. Milton Keynes, friends, I'm telling you now, when I meet people, they say, I say, how did you end up here? They're like, I don't know, it just happened. Genuinely, when we feel, it's like people just rock up here and I'm like, why Milton Keynes? It's not really one on the map. You know, like if I, my friends say, where do you live? I'm like, Milton Keynes. Like, is that London? I'm like, no, it's not. But, it, you know, you guys think everything's London. But no, it's just this random town there. But, you know, when I look at the city, I look at, you know, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, I think it's like 13 or something. It says, seek the peace and prosperity of your city. For as it prospers, so too you will prosper. And you know something? When I look at the city, I'm invested in the city. And I've decided that this city, I want to see totally transformed. We started, um, even from a business point of view, is started investing in some really rough areas of Milton Keynes. You know why? Because I'm believing to see this peace and prosperity of the city. I'm asking the question, and I'll throw this out there. What does it look like to transform a whole region of Milton Keynes with True Life Church? What does it look like to be a church where we actively take steps to transform the culture of our very city, that crime statistics are transformed as we step into the inheritance God has for us? What does it look like? You, you know, one of the houses we renovate now is on Gernard's Avenue in Fishermead. And, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you, you know what I love about it? Is you have um, a gasoline drugs on the corner you have a crazy neighbor, and you see brokenness on that street every time I'm there. But you know what's amazing? I've got to know the neighbor who was effing and blaming at me the first time I met her. Now we're actually okay. I think we're friends. Um, and I didn't do anything wrong, by the way. Let's just throw that out there. But 
I'm, you, you know, the thing, my natural thing would be, let me react. But actually, as kingdom ambassadors, we need to be bringing the kingdom of peace and prosperity to the regions that we're in. And you know what? I, I was looking at the street, and I just thought, imagine like 10 families in a church moving into the street. 10 people. Imagine 20, 30, 40 people. And we're like, we're just going to change the whole region. What does that look like? Well, what does it look like if we started thinking kingdom-wise and we said, what happens when the church actually starts changing? Like there's a tangible change to the street where there was drug dealing, there's now preaching. What happens when suddenly people that are in brokenness and bondage to drug addiction are suddenly seen and hearing the gospel blaring out of the, the windows as people are encountering the very kingdom of God? What does that look like? And I'm wrestling with this. I'm being honest with you. I'm wrestling with it. I don't even know if I'm ready for this. But are you? What if maybe the promise of God is going to require us to be out of our comfort zones? And we say stepping forward in church. This is the easy part. What about the Monday to Friday? What about suddenly where you get Mitch starting a restaurant on the corner of the street in order to get people some good food? And whilst they're eating, they're getting the gospel. What does it look like, friends? I'm just, I'm stirred. I'm saying that we, we talk about mission, we talk about inheritance, but friends, 2023 is the year of transformation. It's a year where we're going to see a radical shift in the city. I'm believing that. But it takes every single one of us saying, actually, I want to get healed, restored, not just so that I can say, oh, how wonderful am I, but it's actually, I want to walk in the fullness of God that He's destined upon my life. Did you know every single one of you can walk in this inheritance and this power? It's about asking God and saying, like Moses, it says this, he chose, he grew up and refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, for he is looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt. Can you say left Egypt? Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who's invisible. Can you say invisible, please? I'm going to go and then I don't know what's going to happen here. How cool are those verses? I'm sorry, but that is incredible. By faith, he left Egypt. Remember, this was a man who grew up in the privilege of Egypt. He grew up in the wealth of Egypt, and yet he chose to leave all of that in order to go into the poverty-stricken area of the Israelites in order to see their redemption and freedom. He chose to be ill-treated. You know what we choose to? We choose, oh, what about my rights? I've been ill-treated. Oh my goodness, what, what, you know, what about me? What about me? He chose to be ill-treated for the sake of Christ. But he was looking ahead to something of greater value than the very treasures of Egypt. You know what amazes me? is With Egypt, the Israelites found the comfort in their slavery of Egypt because they knew where their next meal was coming from rather than stepping into the unknown. And I feel like there are people here today where there's certain areas of your life where you've been wanting to step out into that. You're wanting to step out. You're wanting to step out. But there's this comfort that you find in, in your bondage that God wants to set you free from today. I even felt 2023, you know, we did that thing about business a few weeks ago. Some of you said you want to start businesses. 2023 isn't that time. Dylan, it's going to be a recession. 
it's the time. When everyone's running, it's the time to step forward in faith. But some of you are so used to getting a paycheck that you're so afraid of the unknown of actually running your own business that God is just saying it's time to break that fear over your life today. You have an inheritance. You know Becky, where's Becky? Is she out? We, we had Becky over last night and um, she was talking to me. And as I was talking to her, I'm like, wow, Becky, you're a woman of faith. She's like, just do it. Just start a bit. I was, just do it. I said, like, Becky, you need to share your testimony with people here. There's an activation she carries. But it's time, friends, that we step into this thing that God's called us to. Because you know why? The world is waiting. It's waiting for you, Josh. It's waiting for you, Beth. I think it's Fezzi. I haven't met you yet, but welcome to True Life Church. Can we give Fezzi a welcome? Yeah, come on. Do you live in the UK now? Okay, whereabouts? In London. The Lord's calling you to Milton Keynes. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> no, welcome. It's really good to have you. You know when people are disobedient like Jonah and they go to London rather than Milton Keynes? No, <laughs> wow. Don't worry, the whale's coming. No, Jay. <laughs> I rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> but Beth warned you about me, I'm sure, so don't worry. I'm, no. But here, here's the dream, guys, is next year, I think we, it's time for us. We've talked about doing this building thing for so long. We're going to do it, but we're going to build something incredible that the city will know True Life Church is in this region to stay. I genuinely believe with some of the, the entrepreneurs in this room that, friends, it's time not to see this thing as a secondary thing to the kingdom, but it's a primary conduit of what God's wanting to do this next season. You know, as Michaela, you have grown so much this year. It's been an absolutely incredible thing to watch. And just hearing your testimony today was amazing. But when you sent through that, like starting your business, getting it going and all of that, go for it. Go for it, because God is blessing you in that, but there's going to be an activation that as you step out, others are going to follow and step out in boldness because of the result of your obedience. Garrett, same thing on you. You've arrived in this country, you've just gone for it. That's the spirit that God's putting inside of the church. He's awakening that giant inside of us to say, actually, why should we hesitate? Why should we wait just for someone else to do it? You are God's plan. The church is the plan of God for the hope of the world. Amen. Oh, glory. Tim and worship team, could you guys come up? So I, I know I've been a blur here, but I think God wants to still do something. I think God is wanting to, honestly, that word about 2023, going into 2023, I was just like, yes, yes. There is something, but there's a vision God needs to put in your heart for this next year. Don't wait till January the 1st to get your gym membership and you know, use it for a week and then don't use it and you know, all that rubbish. Like, now's the time. There's something about when you activate a word that God's speaking in season, then you step into the inheritance God has for you. But don't wait for what God's wanting to do. Amen? So, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Can we stand, please? Can we stand? We've got some partners to pray in at some point.
please remind me someone if I forget. I, I probably will. Actually, you know, can those partners come up now? Yeah. Uh, th- those that have just done the partnership course, you spoke to us, you said, hey, we want to partner with True Life Church. If you're here, can you please just come up right to the front? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you don't know what the partnership course is, it's really about partnering to take the city. And these guys have gone through it, and it's been an amazing group, by the way. You guys have been awesome. And I'm excited for everything you're going to bring. But remember, partnership is not membership. It's partnering and and having shared values, heart, desires, but saying, yes, we're on board. We want to take the city together. And there's a commissioning moment now that God's going to do. But let's just, can we just start playing something? And Holy Spirit, we invite you now. Holy Spirit, come and have your way, Lord. Come and have your way. Can we get some guys around these? Um, if you're part of True Life Church, you're already partner. Can you come around these guys? We want to pray them in with a roar. We want to commit them to the Lord. But can you step forward? Yeah, yeah. Come, come. Jesus. Oh, that means you too. Yes. Chloe, that means you too. Jesus. Holy Spirit, let's lift these guys up to the Lord and just welcome them in. Father, we commit these guys to you. Thank you for their desire to partner with True Life Church and the mission and calling of God. But Holy Spirit, we invite you to just come and have your way in them and through them. And Lord, we just commit them to you. We thank you, Lord, for what they carry, the giftings that they bring in. But Lord, I thank you that the value that they add, they've already, is such a big part of this family. But Lord, I pray for release and blessing upon them, their families, their lives. Jesus, we commit them to you and we pray that True Life Church would be a home to them, that they are part of this family. Holy Spirit, as we partner together in the kingdom purposes, we pray for an awakening, a releasing of the desires of heaven inside of them, Lord. We pray we'd hunger and thirst together and where there's ever confrontation, we'd confront well. Where there's any hard conversations, we'd do that well. I pray, Lord Jesus, the culture of True Life Church would be carried by these guys in the kingdom of God. Lord, we commit them to you. We thank you for them. We thank you for bringing them to us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Can we give these guys a big round of applause and welcome? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Who's ready for 2023? Are you guys ready? Can we raise our hands, please? It's like this, to receive. I want you to picture that the promise of God that He's got over your life. Is, is there anyone here that doesn't know the promise of God in their life? Raise your hand. You're like, I'm not sure what God's called me to for 2023. Can you raise your hand? Josh, anyone else? Come on. Anyone else? At the back. Josh. Can you guys come right to the front right now, please? There's just some of you. Come on. It's time that we see some prophetic ministry that will activate some things here. If anyone's got a word, can that just be stewarded, please? But let's pray together now. Jesus, let's lift your hands. Father, we thank you so much, Lord. Let's pray out loud together. Let's activate faith in our hearts that there's a promised 
inheritance here. Let's pray out like we mean it. Jesus, we just glorify your name, Lord. And we pray, Lord, let there be an activation right now. That as the promise of entering your rest is there. Lord, we pray for the promises of God to be activated in lives again today. Lord Jesus, where people have just laid dormant, where um, promises have laid dormant in hearts and minds and souls, we pray for a reactivation now, Jesus. That we'd hold true to the promise of God. That faith has been sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not yet see. That Jesus, thank you that there is certainty in knowing your will and your heart, Father. I pray for a release upon every person right now. Jesus, that there'd be a roar inside of people, a passion inside of people to wake up on Monday morning ready to go because they are doing the purposes of God. They know that God is with them. Whatever job they might be pursuing, whatever business they might be starting, Lord Jesus, I pray just for a roar inside of them. Put back that passion, Jesus. We pray for an activation right now. Guys, I really feel like we need to pray out loud. I really feel this isn't a passive moment. We're breaking this off. Let's raise our voices to God. There's a raising of us, a cry to the Lord. Let's do that now, Father. We just praise you. We worship you, Father. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. Father, come and have your way inside of every person here. We pray, Father God, for release. We pray for release. Where people have found comfort in Egypt, I pray for release from Egypt now. We're moving into the promised land. Jesus. Let's worship the Lord and see where we go.